You have tuned in to Authors Up here on ALH Broadcasting, an affiliate of the Streaming Inspirational Broadcast Network. Your hosts are authors Ruth Griffin, Andrea L. Hines, and yours truly, Victoria Henderson Poole. We love what we do, and we know it is every author's desire to get their work to a greater audience. Authors Up is a forum for authors by authors those who are already published, and those who want to be, along with other writers and playwrights. Here, we provide an opportunity for their work to be showcased as we share our own, gain tips and tools, information and insight to not only enhance the writing process, but be able to just enjoy the journey. Those who are willing to put pen to paper will usually have a story they are willing to tell and they are invited to tell it right here. And if you are not a writer yet, no worries. We want you to be a part of our listening audience. So take notes if you like, send in your questions, or just feel free to comment on the candid conversation because it's time for Authors Up. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Authors Up. We are here this evening. We have a wonderful guest this evening. We're excited this evening. <laughs> we have great things <laughs> planned for today, and we are so glad, so glad that you decided to join us. We always tell you, you know, we recognize you could be doing anything on this Sunday evening, but we are glad that you decided to spend some time with us. And I am here with not only our guests for the evening, but our co-hosts for the evening. Uh, Ruth is here and Victoria is here, and I'm going to let them give you their own welcome, and we're going to talk about the week in review. So, Ruth, why don't we start with you tonight? Okay. Well, welcome, everybody. We are glad to have you. Obviously, we wouldn't have a show without you. So, um, welcome. Welcome. And, Victoria, you want to give your welcome? And As always, it's a pleasure. After she does, Ruth, we're going to come back to you and, and give your weekend okay. review, Okay. Okay. All right. Well, as always, it is a pleasure to be here with you listeners, so thank you for joining us. And as always, my bronze girls, it is always, always nice to be here with you. It is my favorite time of the week to be able to sit and talk with you and talk with our authors. I I just love it, and I hope you listeners know that I love it, and I know my co-hosts do as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Well. I guess it's uh I've been nominated to start with our weekend review. Um okay. and honestly I, I've been thinking about it and you know, I I've come to that lull in the week where I'm just like, Do I even remember what I did last week? <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I oh, you're we a working girl. Really, 
<laughs> yes, yes. Now that I've got a real job, I, I, I'm at that point where I'm just like, okay, where did the week go? You know, if, if I'm saying I'm busy, I've had a busy week and it's only like Tuesday, then, you know, it's, it's been a week. So, no, it's been exactly. a good week. You know, I've made it through, so no complaints. Don't choose to complain, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. It, it was a good week. I made it through, and that's what counts. So. All right. All right. All right. Victoria, how was your week? <laughs> well, my week was just consumed with ending uh, the fiscal year at work. And so, oh, my goodness, it's, it's amazing that, you know, you try all year to make sure you're – well, I work in budgeting so in the purchasing, so you try all year to make sure you're paying everything. But then when you get down to the end of the year – it's amazing how much was really not done. So the scramble was in to get everything in. Then we discovered some things were not done. And so, you know, all I, I look at it as a chance to um, figure out lessons learned. So that's why I'm look with look forward to uh, teaching the other admins. Let's just get together and let's talk about what didn't go so well, what did go well, and how we can make it better going forward. So I'm really I'm glad the year is over, and I'm looking forward to the new start of the fiscal year. So, and then I, I think I'm going to apply that to my own life. You know, it's, it's time to close off some things and get rid of some things and then uh, move forward with some new things. So that that's my week in review. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, you have something else, lady. Me? But well, congratulations okay. are in order for you, Miss, Miss uh, Victoria. Uh, uh, yeah, did what are you us? Huh? Didn't you uh, get you know, the recognition? Oh, yeah, that's right. I, you know, yes, I, I, I absolutely know. forgot. I'm I'm going, what are you talking about? What? Who yeah, recognized me? I did. I did. And I, you know what? I, you know, it took me a couple of days to really um, let it sink in before I even said anything. But um, someone nominated me for a, um, it's called the ACHI Women Supporting Women Association. Um, mm-hmm. I was nominated for their award because um, uh, they spotlight the accomplishments of successful women. And someone nominated me, and um, I, I was just humbled and grateful for that. So um, the award uh, ceremony is going to be in October, and um, you know, even if I don't win, it's just nice to be among all the other nominees and recognizing, you know, the things that we have done and the things that we have inspired others to do. So that I did forget about that. Thank you all for reminding me. Yes, ma'am. That is the Achi. They call it Achi. The Achi. Achi okay. Award. See, I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Archie Awards, and, and it is you are among a uh, very good company, uh, Victoria. Oh. They have uh, I've been to their award ceremonies before, and really? the categories and things that that they recognize women for is is just amazing. So congratulations oh, to you. you, and as you go forward, and you know they they're going to be some things that they're going to celebrate you for, and and okay. Uh, you're going to be a part of in this process uh, getting to October. So uh, congratulations to you, well, lady. Thank this you. Thank you. Thank you for informing me because I really didn't know. I mean, mm, yeah. Yeah, I, I call it the ACHI. I, I cheat. <laughs> I cheat your work. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the Achi Award. So I, I am very, very happy <laughs> yeah. for you, and and uh, we're going to be talking about it with you. Um, okay. Because it's, it's going to be a great journey for you. It's going to be a okay, great journey all right. for you. 
Yep. So All right. Well, thank look you. Look forward thank you. to it. Look forward I to do. it. I great. do. I do. <laughs> All right. Well, how about you? So we can get to our author. <laughs> well, my uh, my week was short and sweet. Uh, I did. A, okay. I got some writing done. Uh, still have some more to to do. Got to get my newsletter out and things like that. I had the chance to spend a little time with my grandson. Bless his little heart. Um, and some of I don't know whether I've ever mentioned it on the show or not, but he has been uh, in date braces on his little legs mm. for almost mm-hmm. a year. And uh, he has braces that he has to wear at night, I think, for another year. But okay. his braces came off, and you couldn't tell this little fella that he wasn't running a marathon. Aww. He took off. He, <laughs> he's just been. He's just been running everywhere, so it was just good awesome. to see him out of those braces, and good yes. to see a, a smile on his little face. So that was that was actually oh, my highlight of the week. Yes, that's that's so pure joy right that. there. <laughs> yeah, I so enjoyed that. And now we are going to move into what this show is all about, and that is authors and the wonderful, wonderful books that they write. And we have a guest on tonight who has written a fiction book. The title of it is The Paris Photo, and her name is Jane Gabin. So I I don't know whether this is the point where we do it, but we're just going to get some hearts, put some hearts there, and kind of clap our hands a little bit and welcome Jane. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome Jane for tonight. (laughs) Now, Jane is a native of New York City. Uh, She earned her B.A. at Queens College of the City University of New York and her M.A. and Ph.D. in English at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. She is an experienced teacher, an educational counselor, working in secondary schools, universities, and lifelong learning. Most recently, Jane has taught about World War II at the OSHA Lifelong Learning Institute at Duke University. She has participated in numerous academic conferences and lectured extensively in the United States and abroad. Jane is a member of the National Association of College Admissions Counselors, NACAC, the Southern Association for College Admissions Counseling, which is the SACAC, and the Victorian Society of New York, the Association for Jewish Studies, and the Alliance Franchise Branches in New York and Raleigh. The author of three academic books published by University Presses, Jane began writing the Paris photo after finding unexplained pictures among her late father's papers. She has visited Paris many times in the years since, and even though we already did it, let's send some hearts up and welcome Jane. Thank you for coming. This was such a voyage of discovery for me. First, I've never written any fiction. And I've, wow. always, want, I've always wanted to write, but I never felt I was, you know, good enough. You ever have the feeling? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Although <laughs> I've been te- so I could, from teaching, I could distinguish good writing from not good writing. Um, and I thought, well, I could do better. Um, yes. And I sometimes pick up things, you know, at the grocery store or at the bookstores, and I look at them, and I thought, 
can write better than this, but they got published. Uh, or, or I can pick up a book and I go, oh, I never thought of crafting a sentence that way. That's genius. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have thought of it. <laughs> so basically I just write what I see, mm-hmm. right. but I insist on, on things, things being nicely written. So, you know, there are strong words and there are weak words and that sort of thing. But this story, like I said, landed in my lap. I'm an, I'm an only child, so when my father passed away, I got everything. And it's funny, my mom had, she had, she had a set of five little uh, plates that were, they, they were framed and hanging on the wall, and I always liked one of them. And I remember years ago saying to her, would you consider breaking up a set? There's one there that I would like. She says, wait, wait, you'll get it all. <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, and she's been gone, you know, over 10 years and my father over 20. Anyway, wow. when my father passed away, uh, I brought my mother up here and then I had to go through their, their place, their, their apartment and, clear it all. It was very hard. It took me a long time. Mm, And my father shared with me most of his photos. And, you know, I had seen a bunch of them, but there was this one with a family. And I hadn't seen it. And I was wondering. And, oh, my father has this, had this, um, I always describe him in the present tense. Anyway, it's, it's, um, it's a family disease, I think. He didn't put down the people behind, uh, in the backs of the pictures. Names. Mm. Names. <laughs> names. I even have photographs from, from Russia. Right. Oh, I don't know who the people are, but I don't know who they mm-hmm. are. They were important. My grandparents mm-hmm. kept these pictures for years and years. So what did I... My father did write something. He wrote the four last names of the different people in the picture. He was Mm. a soldier, and he has these last names, so I figured out which was which, which, and then what was I going to do? There was a picture of him with three women, grown women. Two of them looked Mm -hmm. about the same age. One was a little older, and a boy, maybe 12 years old. Wow. So I figured, okay, who were these people? They must have been important to my father for him to have a photograph. Mm -hmm. Right. And, of course, there was nobody left to ask. There was nobody I could ask, who were these people? So I, I was very lucky. I really feel that I was accompanied on this search. Wow. Well... That year, it happened to be that the French telephone book. Remember telephone books? Oh, yes. Parents, parents, <laughs> Very vaguely. Yeah. It, it, was, it, was onla- it was online. But this was, now this was not a French name. It was an Eastern European name. It was Polish mm-hmm. or Russian. I couldn't figure it out. But there were a lot of people with that name. Right. So, I wrote a letter. I didn't speak any French. 
Now I do, but right. I didn't at that time. So I just wrote a letter. I went, uh, happened to be teaching at an international school, and I went to the French department, and I said, will somebody write a letter to, uh, that can be in French, a simple letter, I'll dictate it. So I had 20, 20, 25, I don't know, 40 copies of the picture and same number of the, the, in the letters. And I said, I said, I'm the daughter of this American soldier, and mm-hmm. this, this, this boy has the same last name as you do, and I would like to know if anyone recognizes the picture. I didn't say what my father's name was, his first name, or his rank. And mm. I mailed all these. Well, most people don't answer because they, you, know, you get a letter from a complete stranger, you don't know anybody, you throw it out. So, right. But... Several people did answer. Uh, I took this to my grandmother, and she doesn't recognize anybody. Or I took this to a family reunion. Nobody recognized anybody. Wow. And then one night, maybe a week later, at a weird hour, I get a telephone call. And I thought it was a crank call. It was a man crying. It was somebody crying, making strange noises. And then he said, c'est moi. C'est moi, hmm. le petit garçon. It is me, I'm the little boy. Oh, oh he, said, he said, I see the picture and I say, Sergeant Al. And Al was my father's first name. Oh, my God. Wow. So you see why I thought God was with me. Yeah. Because it just so happened that the phone book was online and this man was there and he got the letter and he was alive and he remembered my father wow wow that is is amazing so yeah so we we spoke a little bit to each other but i didn't speak any french and he did he hardly spoke english so i Mm -hmm. i quickly took a, a course with Rosetta Stone, and then I joined the Alliance Francaise, <laughs> and I took a course with them, and I, you know, rapidly, so I, I could try to get some feel for the language. Meanwhile, I wrote to Georges, and um, I found out, you know, questions about, that I had about my father, mm-hmm. and he kept saying, he would say, I don't want to talk about the past. It oh, my goodness. There. It is over. <laughs> and then he would proceed for the next two or three hours to talk about the past. Oh, my so goodness. I had, to rem- I had to remember everything. And when I got back to my hotel, write it all down. Well, I visited Paris. I was never, an, you know, a Francophile. But mm-hmm. since I connected with him, I took I wasn't able to save any money. I, whatever I made from teaching, I was living in, living in New York at the time, and whatever I made, you know, every year I would go to Paris. I worked oh, all wow. summer, and I went every summer to see him. To, and I thought to myself, this can be a story. This is oh, a wow. story. But then I, then I thought to myself, so he helped, um, he helped, some civilians as a soldier. Right. Mm-hmm. He helped them. He, mm-hmm. he would, he would uh, and the truth was, he would go to the PX 
and he would get whatever he was entitled to, you know, soup, mm-hmm. coffee, flour, whatever, and he would just right. give it away. He would give it away. And, um, oh, my. You know, the, the people were still under, they had been robbed by the Germans, and they were all, right. they were on, um, uh, they had rations. They had, you know, the, the people lost a lot of weight. Um, and he would just, yeah. you know, give things away. But I thought to myself, okay, well, I'm sure a lot of American soldiers were nice to some civilians. But right. yeah. there's mm-hmm. more to this. There's, and there was something unexplained. Why had I never heard of these people? Right. Why had he told me about them, about uh, being in France and all the stories, but he never told me this. And there were other wow. pictures that he mailed to his sister, who didn't, wasn't at the time speaking to my mother. So oh boy. Okay. <laughs> there, was a secret in he, there was a secret in there, and, you know, I tried yeah. to figure it out. But well, I thought, Jane, let me ask you, can I ask you yeah. real quick, when did you decide that, that this was a book? You know, you said you hadn't written before, but when, at what point did you decide, I'm going to write this down and make this a, a, a book, turn this into a novel? Um, right, right. Probably about, a, probably about a, a year before I sat down to write it. Oh, so wow. So probably, okay. probably 2014 or 15. Mm-hmm. And I thought more people would read the story because when I heard his story, it just gave me chills. And mm, when I right. read about how the Nazis, what they did, this was part of Hitler's fanatic desire to rid mm. the world of all Jewish people. Wow. And there was a point, and I, I started to read about, and I knew what happened in Poland and Russia, and in mm-hmm. Germany, right. but I didn't mm-hmm. know thoroughly what happened in France. I read everything I could. Um, I went into the archives in Paris. I, okay. uh, I went to, there was a special Holocaust museum and library, and I read everything, and it just gave me chills. At one point, mm-hmm. there were two German generals at a train station, and it was in the, near the end of the war. They could pro- probably hear the gunfire from tr- Allied troops coming close to the city to liberate it. And one mm-hmm. general said, look, I need this train that's about to leave. I need to get wounded German soldiers back to Berlin so they, beca- they can be treated and live. Mm-hmm. And the other set general said, no, I need this train because I have 1,600 people I want to get to wow. Auschwitz. Wow. Oh, my. He won. He won. It was more important oh, to my. the Germans to kill people than to, than to take care of their own war wounded. Wow. wow. Oh, my gosh. That says a lot. And Jane, how long did it take you to write the book? A year. It took mm. you a year. And um, something else happened during that time. Mm-hmm. The election of Trump. Mm. 
and I started to see such, well, I didn't have to see them. They were there. Such strong parallels between what was going on with Trump and with what, what Hitler said mm. and the lies and the subterfuge and starting mm-hmm. uh, with, um, you remember, just we just want a registry of all the citizens who, all people here who are not citizens. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. didn't sound. Right. It sounded innocuous, right. but it wasn't innocuous. And right. that's exactly the way the Germans started in Paris. Wow. A little bit right. here, chipping, chipping, chipping. And it was, it was, um, you know, I just get so emotional when I think about it. Um, right. And, and, of course, it wasn't just Jews who ended up in, in the death camps, but there was no right. protest. There was no protest. Even Jewish residents of Paris they, who thought, ah, they're, they're asking for foreign Jews. They're only going to go after foreigners and deport them. That's all. Mm. That's where they started. That's where they started. And bit mm. by bit, they got because there was no n- sort of neighborhood to go to, and people didn't live in 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 certain area. You know, this is the the Jewish quarter, and this is this is the you know the Catholic area, and this is the Protestant area. You know, they're all over the place. So, right. The right. first one, the first was well, it was just just insidious, and I that's what I wanted people to see the mm-hmm. insidiousness of how this could happen in right. a country that had, you know, liberté, égalité, fraternité as its motto. Right, right. It right, was very, right. very frightening. Yeah, to definitely hear the impact that it had upon you um, just by listening to you speak. I mean, mm. oh, my goodness. Wow. And, and Georges, you know, who was past 80, Georges stayed alive, I think, in, until last fall. Last fall, he did pass away. So for wow. for a number of years, you know, for eight years, we had a nice friendship. And that is beautiful. I, oh, and what he told me, he says, you know, after your father left Paris, we never saw him again. Of course, we never saw. We never heard from him again. And I thought mm-hmm. that's weird. My father didn't have, you know, I had the, just this one picture, but apparently there was a relationship. George said he was at our house all the time. Oh, my goodness. Really? Oh, and it's just amazing from one, one picture that you mm-hmm. discovered all that, had all such that. a nice friendship, and, and just got all this information that you're now sharing with us. It's, mm-hmm. it's just amazing. Well, well it, why, do you, why do you why think he kept, kept it a secret? Why do you think he kept it a secret? Well, mm-hmm. I think either he had a relationship with George's mother. Mm. Maybe, maybe not, though. Maybe, maybe okay. not. Because right. she really didn't know she was a widow. They did mm-hmm. not know about the concentrate. They did not know. He was deported, and then they didn't hear from him. So right. they, mm-hmm. they were waiting for him to come home. 
Uh, but even the fact of his having a close friendship with another woman would right. have not would have made my mother very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Understanding. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's the. And also, my father did not rock the boat. Mm-hmm. He made okay. a little bit. He did what he felt was right in the war. Right. Oh, by right. the way, my he, he was not in a fighting unit. I neglected to oh, say okay. that. So he didn't. He wasn't in a combat unit. He, he was because he had flat feet. He was. He yeah. was in the postal. <laughs> he was in the in the postal service. Well, he was, you know, trained in combat, but he was in a postal right. unit, and they delivered the mail uh, to and from the soldiers and parcels and so forth, and they censored everything. But it made me feel very good, you know, that he had he had never oh, hurt anybody. Right. Um, so right. he did mm-hmm. things. He was his morals were were never called into into play. Um, but that's beautiful. He. At home, he no, he didn't rock the boat. He didn't mm-hmm, rock the boat, mm-hmm. and he had a he had a very controlling and domineering mother, as you may you know the, those of you who have mm-hmm. read the book, you know may have right, gotten right. the picture. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, so I think I think that was that w- was the the, the crux mm-hmm. of what was going on. But I thought, well, I can't just you know meet this. Oh, that's very nice. Well. Nice to have met you. Goodbye. I felt that I was supposed to continue the friendship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Continue Mm -hmm. the relationship that my father had. This man has had not a nice life. Not a nice life. Right, right, right. You can imagine that. Well, Jane, how different was real life from your book? Um, not going to tell you. That's all right. That's all right. Well, in the second part of the book, the soldier's daughter, who is a, a grown woman, uh, goes back right. to Paris, and she hears, uh, you know, the story. But she's like a tenured professor of English, you know, which I'm not. I, I never right. got that. Never had an academic right. position, uh, you know, and and I have had a family, so so she she's she can find out things and she can do things, and it's actually left sort of ambiguous. Maybe she'll right, that, right, you know, mm-hmm. right. Uh, but she does get his point of view, and she does strive to get his memory of what it was like as a child. Yeah, to to have his father suddenly disappear, and his grandfather, mm-hmm. and some na- and some neighbors, but his mother was very very smart, and something told her to get out, and they were again lucky because in order to survive, um, in in occupied Paris. You needed right. papers, because if you were mm-hmm. Jewish, they had a big red J for Yuda, all, you know, across your passport, and everybody had to right. have a, um, had a, had an ID card. Um, mm-hmm. You needed it whenever you, you know, bought tickets or rented an apartment or, you know, you, it, it had to be shown on demand. 
So you, you had to have fake papers. Right. Or, and, and it had, uh, somebody on the outside, which he had the person who provided these papers, and a marketable skill. You know, they don't care if you were an expert in, let's say, Shakespeare or, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. or, you, you know, you were ve- very good in, you know, um, uh, in mathematics. They wanted, they, they were hoping to, um, they, you could survive if you had a skill. She was right. a really expert seamstress. And so mm-hmm. she, she worked in a factory run by the, you know, by the Nazis and she made uniforms. And right. so I got these stories from him. Um, about what it was like, and I, I just can't imagine. The he said, his main memory of childhood was fear. Oh wow. my! He says, I. It wasn't a specific fear, but it was just right. Just- you know when they say be afraid, be very afraid. Very afraid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He says I just went around afraid because you couldn't, you didn't know whom to trust. Mm-hmm. And his mother made many sacrifices to place him in uh, in locations yeah. to yeah. Home yeah, he where he would be safe. Yeah. But so of course I'm trying to, I'm trying to imagine how he felt um finally understanding and knowing what happened to your father that was a question that was answered for him before he passed and the impact that that must have had on him oh I would I, I just can imagine the conversations you guys had together once you understood what he was saying and he right. and he understood mm-hmm. the Jew um and and to know that his friend his somebody that he cared for how he yeah. made out in life, and to meet the daughter of his friend. I'm just sure you. I'm sure you made him very, very happy before he passed. I, I hope I'm, so. Oh my gosh, I, 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 I believe so. you did, and I'm, I'm glad to know so. that you had that experience. I have one question um, for you though. Sure. I've never mm-hmm. been to. I've never been to Paris. What is it like in Paris in summer? <laughs> uh, hot. <laughs> very, very hot. Um, and and it's um. You know, everybody says, oh, the French are so unfriendly, and mm-hmm. they insist that everybody speak French. So um, they, they do have a number of customs, like when, when you, you shouldn't go into a shop and say, uh, do you have any cheese here? You should say, oh. oh, good morning. How are you today? Blah, 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 blah. You have your chat a little bit. And then you say, ah. And by the way, do you have any cheese? <laughs> you just really? Like, do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one time, George and I got into a taxi, and he tells the taxi driver, "Rouvre bien." And the taxi driver says, "Bonjour, monsieur." <laughs> and he says, "Oui, oui." He says, "Bonjour, monsieur." Oh, you know, and, and so... Yeah, you know, yeah. say good morning. <laughs> well, yeah. before I went over the first time, I learned how to say, Désolé, mais je ne peux pas les français bien, which means, I'm sorry, but I don't know how to speak French well. 
Okay, and okay. That's a good one. <laughs> that, that was a good one. And, and I said it correctly, and I said mm-hmm. it with, with the right, you know, that I spoke French decently for an American. Okay. You know, right. I didn't have it. So then, but I found that people were nice. People mm, right. were friendly. If you just try, you know. Right, and I, right. I, mm-hmm. didn't ex- I didn't expect things to be like they were in America. Um, right. You know, if, if I wanted that, I would just stay home. So um, right, right. <laughs> you know, what do you think? I, I'm a, I was very, I was always happy when I was yeah. there. Oh, absolutely. And George took me to the local markets, and oh my goodness, uh, it, it was very nice. Yeah, it was nice. Um, When's the last time you went? When the last time were you there? Two years ago, 2009. Three years ago. Okay, okay, okay. Right okay. before COVID so, hit and everything. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. James. Hey, James. Did you um, ever get a chance to share your book with George? I had a problem there. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, it's in English, and he doesn't read English. Mm. But mm-hmm. also, he's very upset. He he's very upset to hear about the war. Mm. Right. But his children read English. Mm. So they, you know, they know. But and I told him, I said, I have written a novel. It's sort of like your story. Am I about my mm-hmm. father? But not, you know, I made it into a novel, and but I didn't want to totally go behind his back, but if he understood it, he might have thought that I had a crush on him or something, you know. But also, one, I bought him a French version of, it's, um, it's a, I don't know if the novelist is British but it's called All the Light We Cannot See. And it's about mm-hmm. a blind French girl and a young German okay. boy. And they grow up, and they actually are in the same room at the same time uh, in a suburb of, in a, in a, in a small town in, in France in the war. Mm-hmm. So it's not about Paris. And there's actually, right. you don't see much destruction in the book. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a very sweet story. Right. And I thought mm-hmm. he would, he got so angry. He oh, says, wow. this is about the war. I don't want to hear about the war. Oh, wow. Um, so I just apologized. You know, there are, there are people who have gone through war experiences who do one of two things. One they they talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. They, it, they, it it obsesses them, and right. the other ones they just it's part of the past. It's and they forget it, and it never occurred. Just and I, that's I don't it. even think yeah. about it. Yeah, right. Um, and I liked the international flavor of Paris. I mean, you see people from all over the world, and. Mm-hmm. They all speak French, you know, <laughs> um, and it's, I just liked it very much. Um, wow. And 
although there is there is a lot of racism directed against uh, the Muslim population, mm. Mm. and they are they yeah. mostly live in what's called in, in the banlieue, the the, um, the the neighborhoods in the high rises away from downtown. And um, there's a, there's a, there are a lot of problems there, be, but, right. Uh, right? Beneath the you know the tourist uh, aspects of Paris, there are the real life problems. Right. I got to see those mm-hmm. too. Wow! <laughs> wow! Oh my um, goodness! What a life! Oh, what a life! <laughs> w- one day, one day I was on. The metro, which is the, you know, it's a subway and sometimes it's elevated and mostly it's underground. Right, right. And there was a man harassing two girls. Maybe they were older teenagers or, you know, maybe college age. But he was drunk, I could tell from his weaving steps and from his voice. He was, I mean, he was a white, he was a white guy. He, They were a white and... But nobody did anything. There were people sitting near him. Nobody did anything. Nobody wow. tried to stop him. Nobody. And I thought to myself, it's just the same. Mm-hmm. It hasn't changed in all mm-hmm. these years. And I felt right. like saying to those, you know, I got up. I walked halfway down the car to confront the man. And I said, you know, as, as best as I could, leave them alone. Leave them alone. Go away. Don't stop bothering them. And I felt like saying to the other people, this is why the Nazis marched into your city, meeting no resistance. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Wow. The point, wow. The point of my book, the, I, I wanted people to, if you see anything wrong, you see something going on, you have to say. You have to speak up right away. You can't let it go. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Jane, can we ask you? You know, we, yes. we're about to sorry. I'm run sorry. out of I time. No, you're topic. fine. You're fine. You're okay. But we um, we're about to run out of time. But I wanted oh, to be able right. to ask you to tell our listeners where they can get your book because you know, as 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 we could all hear, there's so much that we weren't able yeah. to touch on. And it's it's just a, a rich, full book and a story. It's just a story I think that everybody needs to to read and hear. So please Thank tell you, our listeners Elizabeth. where they can get the book and how they yeah. can get in contact with you. Okay, the the book is available on Amazon, um, and mm-hmm. all, you know you can just order it. Um, if uh, they can get in touch with me, the easiest way is I guess the email. It's just Jane S. Gaben, one one thing no no um punctuation at yahoo right and the book okay. is available and you can get it on a kindle too for, oh. for less money and you can you can read it um read the electronic version but okay. you know without the pictures gotcha. which are also <laughs> on the cover no no, no. <laughs> um jane i tell I, you I this has this, been it's yeah this, thank you thank you this has been so so delightful tonight. Um, we usually uh, have 
you know, questions and we go back and forth and all, but it has been, I've, I've just been sitting here mesmerized to just <laughs> listening to you, you know, really because we don't often have the opportunity to have the author really tell the story. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that has just yes. been, oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's just been amazing. It's just yes. been amazing. I am so, I'm so happy that you were able to join us tonight. Thank and, you so much for asking share, me. Oh, and to share the Paris photo. I, I just had this picture in my mind because um, when, when I go through and I've had the opportunity to go through old albums and things uh, in my family, one of the things that really gets me is that you turn over the picture, like you were saying, mm-hmm. and there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. And, and when you lose matriarchs and patriarchs in the family and you've got all of these things and you yeah. say to yourself, what is the story behind mm-hmm. this? You know, who, maybe, who are these people? I thought it was people? just my who? family. Maybe we're a lady. No. You know, who were they? <laughs> who were they to me? You know, why? Should I know these people? Should I not yeah. know these people? So to be able to listen to you tonight and mm-hmm. and see how all of this came together for you yeah. through one, you know, one through picture. the Paris photo, that, I mean, that is just, wow, That that is, that's really something. And I, I am just so happy, so happy that uh, just not look at just those that pictures of, here. Of, of the matriarchs and patriarchs. There's wow. a story mm-hmm. in every single picture. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it it is a a message to me. I think about it every now and then. But it is a message to me. Uh, while there are still uh, older members in my family, mm-hmm. to get those photos out again and mm-hmm. to see, you know, mm-hmm. if if any any of that can be identified. Uh so I, I just I just thank you. I thank you for that and thank you for uh putting that um you know, making making me remember uh how important mm-hmm. that is and how mm-hmm. important some of these stories are. So, you know, we, we always say get the book. This is no different tonight. Get the book. <laughs> get the book. Story. Get the book. <laughs> Thank you. Story to be told. Thank you so much, Jane. Thank you so much. Uh Ruth, do you have any closing comments before we go tonight? Well, I mean, just like you, uh Jane, thank you for joining us. Um Honestly, I was sitting there earlier just thinking how delightful it is listening to you, and I think you just you gave off that vibe to everybody. Mm-hmm. So thank you yeah. for Thanks. joining us. Thank, thank you, you for so, having me. And I, of course, of course. Well, listeners, you okay. know exactly what to do. We end our programs the way we start our programs. So send mm-hmm. up some hearts uh, to let Jane know how much we appreciate her Woo-hoo! being with us tonight. And just, you Woo-hoo! know, let her know that she she can come back anytime, anytime, yes. anytime. <laughs> Love to have her. Love and thank, to have her. And thank, thank you to the River Church. This means a lot to me. No, but <laughs> well, we are very, very glad that that uh, that that we we could have the chance to enjoy um, yeah. your your book and your just hearing you 
tell the story. It was wonderful. It was a wonderful evening. Wonderful evening. So, listeners, you know that we are here every Sunday night at 7 p.m. We thank you so much for joining us. We thank you for being a part of Authors Up and what we are doing here, what we're trying to do here, uh, provide a forum for authors, by authors. Uh, We have some surprises coming up for you. I tell you what, no, I'm not going to tell you what. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And see what's going on. But like I said, we will be right back here next Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Until then, this is Andrea Hines with Victoria Henderson Poole and Ruth Griffin. And there's never a dull moment here at Authors Authors Up. Up.